Eufy is sponsoring today's video. They reached out to me. I tested out their video lock. It is a game changer. I'm going to paint a picture for you for why I'm so excited to work with them. So you're getting home. Your arms are loaded with groceries or packages or boxes or everything. And your keys are in your pocket. This drives me nuts. This happens all the time. I upgraded to the Eufy video lock. Fingerprint tap i'm inside and honestly i also feel way safer it's got this awesome built-in camera so whether it's a package delivery or late night uber order i see exactly who's there right from my phone there are no more mystery knocks and the best part this thing was such a breeze to set up there's no wires there's no drilling uh, there's also no monthly subscription fees so if you are done fumbling with your keys because i definitely am search for eufy video lock or head over to eufyofficial.com slash video lock your front door, your sanity. I just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to Lessons Episodes of Success Story, part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. These Lessons Episodes will be shorter conversations with past guests, valued members of the Success Story community, and myself. They'll be focused on teaching you actionable, insightful takeaways that you can use to upskill your personal and professional life. I'm just thinking about... Um, Another point that you brought up was balancing the needs of the business versus the needs of the individual. So let's talk, because I think to, to, if we look back at your body of work, a lot of the work that you've done on marketing is to shift the focus from focusing on the organization to focusing on the customer. And then a point that you bring up in this book is, as an organization, you're focusing on the, not the needs of the organization anymore, the needs of the employee. And you've, and you've sort of mentioned this a few times. So I think this all comes down to how do we, how do we champion the needs of the individual or the employee? And, and again, look at them like not just a piece of a company, but an actual human being. So what are the needs of the individual once they have their pay and they have their food and they have their shelter? We've satisfied Maslow's hierarchy of needs. What does a person need in an organization? Well, I need to highlight one thing, which is I am not saying companies need to give some sort of economic value to their employees because it's the right thing to do. What I'm saying is creating the conditions for growth and significance actually helps the company achieve what it sought Correct. to accomplish in the first place. So if we can use Google as an example, and then I'll try to be more specific in your question. Uh, early on, when I was at Yahoo, uh, Google was doing some really interesting things. It was a pretty small company and then they were going to have to shut down and the reason they were going to have to shut down is not because they weren't making any money they had plenty of money in the bank it's because 
The amount of data they were trying to store was so large that it was crashing their search engine. It was taking forever to get results. And the laws of physics were involved here. You can't just say, let's everybody work harder, because the fact is, the speed of light is the speed of light. And two engineers put in emotional labor and effort and figured out that if they just stored certain kinds of data on the outside of the hard drive instead of on the inside ring of the hard drive, it spins faster on the outside and they could get the data fast enough to keep Google from going out of business. Now, that sort of change doesn't happen because some manager is offering people a bonus, nor does it happen because you're yelling at them. It happens because a human being is enrolled in the journey of trying to make a change happen. And what human beings want, and I surveyed 10,000 people in 90 countries, they want to be treated with respect, they want to exceed their own expectations for what they thought was possible, and they want to work with people that they like and respect. They want those three things way more than they want a promotion or title or salary. They don't want to travel or get paid a lot compared to being able to show up as a human to do work that matters with people who care. And I don't care if you run a sandwich shop, that's still going to pay off for you. One example that you brought up I thought was interesting to that point, and, and I think this is the right context, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Harry Brighthouse example, where it's, it's basically based on the movie The Paper Chase and the professor's cold calling on students, but everybody wants to be in this class. And it's interesting because cold calling on students, it's uncomfortable. It's not something that you'd think people would want to subject themselves to, but this is the most wanted class that everybody wants to be in. So it shows that people, when given the opportunity to, ex to excel and, and be in a group of peers that are also excelling, they're gonna take that opportunity. Well, it's important to note that not everybody wants to be in the class. In fact, almost nobody wants to be in the class, but that's enough. That if you've been indoctrinated from first grade, to ask, will this be on the test? To do the minimum amount of work and to get by. Why would you want to be in a class where you get called on? The goal is to take an easy class. But if you are thinking smart about this, college is costing you 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a year that you're going to be in debt for for decades or more. Why wouldn't you want to go to a classroom where everybody else wants to be there too? And that's the magic of the Bright House approach, which is some people want to be in a room with people who want to be in the room. Now, is this, so this, this speaks about, I don't know if this speaks about the soft skills that you should be looking for, because then this is, this is an, an education for a leader saying, how do I find the people that want to be in that room? And traditionally, I would only hire people that have the hard skills. And you, you address this as well. But then at the end of the book, you have an encyclopedia of real skills, things that are soft skills. But as a lead, I've hired a lot of people. You've hired a lot of people. A lot of people listening to this have hired a lot of people. You can gauge some of this, but ultimately it's stressful when you're hiring somebody to hire based on soft skills. So how do you hire properly? What, are you, what, is, what is your advice for the, the manager, or the leader, or the director, or the VP that wants to incorporate this. 
So just to catch people up, what I'm saying is if it's easy to measure, it might not be important. If they went to a famous college, if they have the same skin color as you, if they're tall, if they're charismatic, if they interview well, if they can type a lot of words per minute, if they commit a lot of lines of code to GitHub, fine, but that's not really what's going to transform your organization. It's loyalty, honesty, uh, empathy, connection, possibility, the willingness to sit in the liminal state between here and there. Lots of things that don't show up on resumes. And what I have found, because I don't know a better shortcut, is the only way to know that is to work with somebody. And the good news is you can now work with somebody before you hire them. And so my ironclad policy is I only work with people I've worked with before. So if I'm going to work with somebody I haven't worked with before, I give them a project and I pay them for it. And in the act of them working with you, you can see what it's like to work with them. What do they do when something is difficult? Do they always need instructions? Do they give people the benefit of the doubt? If they're not acting like the kind of person you want to work with, don't work with them. I love that. It's so simple. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually not that complicated when you break it down. Um, why did you feel it was important to highlight the difference between tension and stress? When I talk about uh, tension, it makes people really uncomfortable, which is ironic, of course. Um, tension, if I want to shoot a rubber band across the room, is only going to happen if I pull it backwards. Otherwise, it doesn't go. No joke is funny without tension. That's why it's called a punchline. It comes at the end, right? When I say knock, knock, and you say who's there, there's tension as we wait for the next part. Tension is the essence of growth and learning and all the sorts of things we try to create as marketers and leaders. Stress, on the other hand, is wanting to be doing two things at the same time here and there, away from here, toward here. Mm. That I need to be at work, but I need to be at home. That uh, I have no choice but to be in this spot because I'm bolted down and I want to leave. Two different things at the same time. It causes our brain to, re to output chemicals that don't make us happy. So I'm in favor of reducing stress by the stories we tell ourselves, by the choices we get to make, by creating a fairer culture. But I'm also in favor of creating tension to produce outputs that we seek.